year soon. Happy New Year's Eve. As uh, the last day of 2023, um, like Des and Ashton was sharing, a lot of us, uh, including myself, we think about the different things that happened throughout the year. We reflect on 2023, um, the things that we fell short of, the things we accomplished. And, uh, you know, that that is fair and rightly so. Um, and, uh, you know, but it's always um, great to be able to look forward uh, to new things. And, um, you know, and also what comes with 2023 is crisis, is chaos, you know, and what, what's crazy is today's date, one, two, three, one, two, three, 12, 31, 23. I've seen throughout the week, this being something like this special number where just like 1999, when we were going into 2000, it was like this craziness and different things that was expected to happen. And so I've heard a lot of marriages are happening today because of this one, two, three, one, two, three special number. I'm not sure if it means anything to you, but I just wanted to bring that to your attention. It's pretty unique to have that date set up like that as one, two, three, one, two, three. It was really, really awesome to be able to um, not just get caught up in chaos and crisis that we may have experienced in 2023. We can look forward to 2024 and have dreams, knowing that God is with us and that incredible things are going to happen. So as we look forward to 2024, I really want to encourage us this morning with a few things, a few thoughts. Um, but before we do that, we have to make sure that we're um, in a place where we need to be so that we can be able to allow God to help us to get to where we need to go. Amen. So there's new beginnings every day for us, for all those in Christ, you know, and um, the world, we look at goals and new years. And a lot of times it's, it's productivity, it's wealth, it's accomplishments, it's that home, the new cars, all these different a lot of materialistic things. But in Christ, we have a new beginning um, every single day, you know, and a lot of times in the world, is, is, it's a yearly thing, a yearly goal is yearly things. But in Christ, we have a new beginning every single day. And that is such a blessing. We get to start new. We get to start fresh. We, it's like, if you think about a washing machine, we clean our, I mean, we, we, we clean our dirty clothes, you know, and, and we reuse them. And that's the same thing for us. Like with us being in Christ, we get to be cleansed every single day and we get to be used over. And that's, that's an incredible, incredible blessing. And I just want to encourage us with that because that's something that sometimes we don't have the right perspective on, that we're being renewed every single day, just like we do, like, like we, we use our clothes. We reuse them, we clean them, we, we wear them, we reuse them until they're worn out, you know, and that's the same thing for us. We're used over again and renewed and, we, and we're cleaned over and over again. Also, you know, with the, the chaos, you know, things not working out to our plans, that happens, you know, and, and we've learned about that um, through some series that we studied about David this past year, 
right? Just how his life was and things that happened in his life. We also know the story of Job. You know, Job has had a, you know, a lot of challenges in his life that he went through that didn't work out according to his plans. Also, you know, um, Joseph, you know, there's many, many biblical figures that you can think about that may have not worked out. <clears throat> things, may, things may not have worked out according to their plan, but God had a plan. And just really recognizing that we're in a spiritual battle. You know, and a lot of times we can get off track of what it is that God is trying to and where it is God's trying to take us to. But recognizing and knowing that we're in a spiritual battle. And the reason why we're in a spiritual battle is because we're made in the image of God. You know, and anything that's in the image of God, Satan and the demons are coming after and they're relentless. You know, the attack, the attack is on. You can, you can look around the world and see, you know, the chaos, the challenges and the battle. You know, and that's something that we have to recognize and be aware of. We're in a spiritual battle and we have to fight to, to, to recognize that and not become numb uh, to the things that's going on around us. You know, in Proverbs uh, 4.23, it says to guard your heart, you know, to guard your heart. And I think it's super important for us to make sure that we are guarding our heart in this area so that we don't become numb, one, ourselves to things that may be happening in our life, but two, to the things that's going on around us in the world. You know, it's so many things that happens throughout a week in the world, in in our world. You know, the uh, earthquakes and it's, uh, you know, volcano eruptions, it's tsunamis, it's, you know, uh, wars, you know, just really, we got to fight to stay in touch and in tune with that. Um, and, And really, as we guard our heart, I believe we'll be able to do that. Don't get caught up in negative thought loops. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more about this in a few, but just negative thoughts. The loop of negative thoughts come at us each and every day. And even numerous times throughout the day, I can't tell you how many times that I have to just shake my head and like, okay, God, help me. Help me to get focused because I'm getting off track of what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Even sometimes reading my Bible, you know, it's just like you can get caught up in things that you need to do um, and get distracted and the thoughts can just take you away from that. We're really fighting, fighting for that focus. And, um, you know, sometimes I write things down so that I'm not allowing that to interfere with my focus and uh, the negative thoughts that may come as well. And just, you know, um, just things in the past sometimes can also pop up in our minds, you know, just talking to ourselves about different things that we may have failed at, um, different things that we did uh, that was wrong in our previous life before Christ can pop up and thoughts can ruminate in our minds. Um, but just really fighting those things, you know. Um, there's an author named David Tapp. And one of the things he mentions is that it says, no one talks more to yourself than you do. And I'm like, wow, that is so true. We speak to ourselves more than anybody else. But even more than that, we speak negatively to ourselves more than anyone else. You know, and that's not something that's healthy for us to do. You know, and, and this is something that's called cognitive negativity because it's just something that we're kind of feeding into and really allowing 
um, ourselves to sometimes believe these different things that may be coming at us. And we got to fight to not allow them to be that. It's another word that I got from um, my daughter Kennedy is called uh, toxic positivity. And this is something we got to be aware of too. And it's, you know, someone is in a space where they're going through some challenges and maybe grief and maybe a loss um, and they're sharing and being open about that. Um, Not putting a positive spin on it to make them feel like they shouldn't be there. That's toxic positivity. Allow them to be in that moment, you know, be with them, you know, just be with them, sit with them, pray with them, you know, and, and, and don't try to take away what it is and where it is they may be in this moment. You know, in Romans uh, 12, 2, it says that we are, you know, the pattern of this world. We're not conformed to the pattern of this world, you know, and, and really um, as we fight to not listen to the thoughts that can loom, illuminate our minds is not giving into these things um, as the world does, because we are a new creation and we have Christ in our life. Um, one of the challenges that, that um, I heard about that I think would help with this negative thoughts and thinking is I heard something about a negativity fast. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. This is my first time hearing about it. Negativity fast. So you're fasting from YouTube. You're fasting from social media. You're fasting from the news. Fasting from friends that may bring negative vibes, you know, but fasting from those things so that you can get focused and not allow those things to consume you and affect you negatively. You know, we're not victims of our thoughts. We're not victims of our thoughts. And uh, we have the power to overcome our thoughts. We really do because we have God's spirit within us. So how do we fight these, these things coming at us and going on in us? I want to look at a clip to help us to see how we can do that. And we're going to share, I'll share a little bit more after that. So I wonder if you could play the clip. Kevin. Kevin, Molly, hi. I didn't come over here honestly expecting a date, but, you know, I feel like that's where this is going. So the idea is what we have some fun and maybe we kiss. Hopefully. Fifth day, we are really a part of each other's lives. It's a real thing now. You know, there's the bad thing that happens. Wait, I'm not cool. What bad thing? Nice to finally meet you, Kevin. I'm the benefactor. Where's the accident? What happened? There was no accident here. Where did everybody go? They didn't go anywhere. You did. You're a compass of the realities. Imagine everything you have ever wanted. A thousand versions of you in a thousand different worlds all working for me. Where's my wife? I shifted her. I can't do this all by myself. I think the truth is that you're a liar. 
goal is misery. I prefer the term chaos. I've seen a bunch of people like us out there looking for a little hope. We're still trying to find that wife of you. Clean scraps of rumors. We'll find my mom. I don't think the benefactor's gonna shift you back to your wife because you asked nice. I will ask nicely. I will find a way. What do you want from me? Work for me and get back with the woman that you love. Harris's heart. Does that sound like something either one of us wants to endure? Awesome. Thanks, Lonnie. So this, I don't know if you guys saw this movie. Um, I saw it twice, actually. It's a great movie called The Shift. And it's about the life of Job. But in this kind of, you know, uh, century. Um, it was really, really um, exciting and, and thought-provoking and very spiritual and aligned with the story of Job. Um, you know, and, and it's how do we fight these things coming at us that's going on? You know, just, you know, some examples from that clip, you know, um, Kevin was fighting. He was fighting what he would normally want to give into to the benefactor who was trying to put things before him to compromise his spirituality, but he kept fighting to stay focused and he kept praying to, to stay focused on God and doing God's will and not his will. Now Romans eight verse five, it says, those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit has their mindset on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. You know, and, you know, God wants to give us uh, peace. God wants to give us peace, you know, and through God and his spirit, that's where we, we will get that peace. We will get that true shalom as we seek God and as we seek his spirit. And one of the other things we have to do one of the major things we have to do is we have to stop. We have to stop and not get caught up in the chaos, not get caught up in those thoughts, not get caught up in all of the different things, but we have to stop and we have to reconnect with God and his spirit. And then we have to reset. We have to reset. We have to realign ourselves with God. And what does that look like for you? What does that look like for you? I mean, the thing is, sometimes we just, we keep going, you know, and I'm not sure about you, but around me here lately, people been driving and riding and just riding through the stop signs, rolling, rolling stops, you know, and, and sometimes scare me like, whoa, this person's going to hit me. Or are they going to stop? You know, and I think in life, sometimes we can keep rolling through the stop signs. God can be giving us signals, different 
things and challenges. And those are attention getters to stop, reset, focus with me. You know, how do we do that? We, you know, Jesus did that often. He withdrew to, to, to get rejuvenated, uh, to get re- refreshed, to get restored, you know? Um, and I think how we do that, we have to meditate on God's word. We have to make sure we're meditating on God's word. And um, uh, something else that hurt um, is that we have to be like a cow when we meditate on God's word. And what do I mean? A cow chews how they, how they eat. They, there's this word called ruminate. They ruminate their food. So they eat it, digest it, vomit it up, re chew it more, swallow it, vomit it up. And it's like this process that they do, which is disgusting, but but it's so applicable to us meditating on God's word. You know, we have to, we have to digest the word. We have to, we have to ruminate, just let it marinate. And then we don't have to throw it up, but we can go back to it, do some more meditation, just like meditating, letting it ruminate, you know, in us. You know, but I know that's a terrible analogy, but it applies definitely to us digging into God's word and meditating and really digging in and allowing it to just for us to get all the nutrients from it for all that it is, all that it has, all that it is worth. So uh, hopefully that didn't disgust you. But uh, um, the other thing that we can do is, and I love doing this, we can go to the park. We can go to, into nature and just spend time with God admiring his nature, connecting with him, just praising him, praying and just connecting, looking at the animals and his, his, uh, the forest that go to a waterfalls or water stream and just listen, be still, listen to the water, you know, and just draw closer to God from that. You know, some of us may do art, you know, art may draw us closer to God. Music may draw us closer to God. Um, whatever it is, do it because that's what's going to help us to stop and reconnect and get refueled as Jesus did. So <clears throat> the thing is a lot of times um, this can be frustrating, um, but the thing we have to, we have to fight to do is we have to fight to be focused and fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, instead of focusing on the problems and the fears, we have to focus on the father. Okay. Um, you know, we have to put Christ in the chaos. When we put Christ in the chaos, we're going to be able to see things a lot better. Uh, so a couple of challenges, a couple of challenges I'm going to give to us uh, for the uh, new year, upcoming year. You know, we did lessons, as I mentioned about David, and we also did lessons series on the heart of Jesus. And we did lessons on uh, becoming a student, right? A student learning from me, the student of, of Jesus. So here's a couple of challenges. I want to encourage us to grow this year in empathy and become a student of culture. And I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share a little bit more about what that means. But first, before we before we can even focus on this, we gotta make sure that we're connecting with God. We're not allowing the, the chaos of life in this world to blind us to be able to move forward and grow and be who it is that we need to be. 
Um, I remember Matt Fritley um, sharing about this and, you know, um, and I'm going to try to show it to you guys, but he, he would always say, we can't allow problems to be right there, right here in our face, blinding us. We have to put problems at a distance, not saying we don't see them or recognize them, but we're putting them away so that we can see other things around us. And as we, as they go further away and on the side, you guys don't even see my problem right now, but I see it. It's to the right. And that's what we have to fight to focus on the father, not the fear, not the problems, but that's an example of how to be able to do that and still see the other things that God is trying to get us to see while we're not ignoring or neglecting these challenges. They're not blinding us at the same time. So empathy, let's talk about this for a minute. So empathy is not sympathy. And what I mean by that, it's not, it's not expecting for, um, for someone to, to think, be a certain way that you expect them to be, right? So it's different. It's trying to understand someone, where they're at, what's going on. It's, it's willing to, to, to sit with them in their pain, in the challenges. Maybe a hug, maybe just hearing, you know? Um, Carlito says this um, a lot, and uh, I just want to give him a shout out, but this is something that's so true. Asking someone, what does help look like for you? Not trying to fix someone, not trying to get them to be what you want them to be so that you can feel comfortable, but asking them, what does help look like for you? That's, that's empathy, guys. It's really helping someone, sitting with them where they are, and, and just really loving them up. You know, it's it's um passage in Proverbs 25, uh, and this passage talks about um, uh, deep waters. You know what? I'm going to read it real quick for you guys. Proverbs 20, verse 5. It says, the purpose of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. And truly, this is something that we have to strive to be. You know, people of deep is going deep, not only with others, but we have to start with ourselves first. You know, you know, we do we do light and darkness studies with people. We sit in, we sit with them in the darkness when we're doing the studies, but do we sit them sit with them in the darkness after the studies? You know, throughout life, do we sit with them in darkness to help them? to come to the light, you know, and, and we have to be first going deep ourselves before we can be able to go deep with others. We're not going to be able to understand, relate, or connect if we're not going deep ourselves. Um, you know, and God wants us to, and he's, and he wants us to be willing to, to develop that, that character, that, that, that empathy, you know, and, and he definitely can. He can help us with that. But we have to be willing. We have to we have to want it. And we have to ask him to help us to be able to grow um, so that we can become deep in this way. 
And, and really, he's trying to help us deal with, I think, our, our emotions and spirituality in a deeper level when we decide to really navigate into these waters. So I just want to encourage us to really to, to, to think about that, to go after that, and, uh, you know, just allow God to do um, great things as we, as we strive to really grow in this area. So there's another slide I want to show you guys. I think that is really cool. It's related to what it is I'm talking about. If Lonnie, if you can play that, that'd be awesome. Don't matter what you look like. Don't matter what you wear. How many rings you got on your finger? We don't care, no, we don't care. Don't matter where you come from. Yeah, this, 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 this is a cool little clip, man, because it's talking about digging deeper. You know, God really wants us to dig deeper to find out who we are so that we can in turn be able to pass that on and be who it is we need to be for others as we help them to dig deeper. <clears throat> you know, Matthew eleven twenty eight talks about how Christ says that, you know, his burden is, is, uh, is light, his yoke. The yoke is uh, is easy, right? <clears throat> and um, the thing that's cool is that God wants to help us. He wants to help us 
with this work. But the thing is, is that the the yoke is 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 light and the burden is easy, right? But the yoke is not taken away. It's just light. And what do I mean by that is that we still have to do the work. God's not going to just snap his fingers and, and make us be to, to who it is we need to be. We have to do the work. We have to be willing. We have to come with a willing heart and a humble spirit and really scribe the connection to God and allow ourselves to be used by him and to uh, be surrendered so that he can transform us, you know, but we have to be willing to do the work. He's not going to do, it's not going to happen by itself, you know, and, and we, we fall short. Yeah, that happens because we're not perfect. But one of the things I, I always uh, encourage um, my clients with in coaching is that fall forward. You're going to fall, fall forward, not back, you know? And what I mean by that is you're going to learn as you fall forward, you're learning from what it is you fell from, but you're continuing to grow and move forward. So I just want to encourage us to go after empathy this year. Amen. Next one, culture. Culture is not bad. Culture is not good, right? So, I mean, and, and culture can be tricky because there's a lot of different things that's, that's, um, that we can see about culture. You know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's throughout our world, different cultures. You can think about different uh, nationalities, different um, uh, communities, um, but culture um, is something that we um, can see and we know about in our families, in our communities, in generations, and and even in our church. You know, and so in Romans twelve nine three, it talks about love. And I just want to read this real quick in Romans twelve. Romans 12, 9. All right. It says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another and honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction faithful in prayer, share with God's people who are in need, practice hospitality. And, you know, just with culture, we have to, our action needs to be shown in love. And and what do I mean by this? Um, there's a lot of different things that, you know, last year and a couple of years that's happened that we've learned and changed in our church culture. Um, and it's been great. You know, um, um, we've we've changed the role of a woman. You know, women are leading in songs and doing communion and welcome, and that's great. And that that I love it. And that's that's what we should be doing. Um, the special contribution, um, the service that we have right now, we're on Zoom. This is new. This is different. You know, we we wouldn't have thought of this before years ago, right? Um, sabbaticals have been been put in place now to help our ministers. Um, the disciple and mentoring, we need to work on that. That's something that used to be, and it wasn't good in our church culture. And now it's swung to a different side. But in some instances, this is not even happening in, in our lives. And we need to 
find a happy medium where that can be something that is great and beneficial for us as we continue to grow and mature in Christ. And also, you know, just there's going to be things that's, that's going to happen this upcoming year that we may not even expect or know that we need to address, that we need to learn from, that has to do with our church culture. Um, and I just want to really encourage us to, to prepare our heart for that, um, you know, because it's things that um, we don't even know that may come, you know, just thinking, thinking outside the box here, you know, the LBGQ, they're lost in our world, but how do we approach them? How are we loving them? How are we pulling them in how Jesus would? That's outside the box, but that's cultural. That's a cultural shift, you know, and we have to be open. We have to continue, continuously grow to, to, to really see what it is that we need to do or we need to pivot on or what we need to uh, stop doing that is healthy or unhealthy. So I really want to encourage us to, to pray and think and be prepared for that, because that's something that I believe that God is going to be bringing in 2024, you know, just an example of culture. Back in the first century, um, you know, Jesus and his disciples, when, and, and even the people in that, in that community, when they went to people's homes, they took their sandals off. Why? Because their feet were dirty. They had a, a, a buck, a, a bale of water, a bowl of water at the entrance of the door so that you can wipe your feet. So why was that done? Why was that custom done? Because of what, what I just explained. But even today, some people, you know, when you go to their home, you need to take your shoes off, right? So we need to respect, <clears throat> respect the culture, right? But we need, we need to make sure that we understand what we're doing with culture too, right? Because it's really important. Like we, we have to make sure we're not practicing culture over Christ. That's super important. Christ cannot be um, less than culture. So we need to make sure we, we're, we're understanding that and not neglecting Christ as we strive to grow um, and understand culture. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, just um, last thing here, you know, culture, um, it goes, if it goes against God's word, then we need to stand on God's word. All right. So this is what I encourage us with these other scriptures. You can jot them down. John 13, 34 talks about loving one another. Uh, Romans 12 is, 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 is more examples about being a servant um, and loving. First uh, Corinthians 9, becoming all things to all men. And um, so I hope these things encouraged you guys. Um, and uh, let's talk about them. Let's, let's, let's really have them on our hearts and uh, see what God does. And, and now we're going to transition to um, communion. Communion, uh, and I just want to read this passage real quick. And if you can get your cups, and we're going to pray in a couple minutes. So in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, 
but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And brothers and sisters, I want to encourage us as we strive to grow in these different areas and and uh, just and as we grow and take on more of the image of Christ in our life, to remember that the Father needs to be the focus and our eyes needs to be fixed on Jesus. And what does that look like? What does that look like? I want to show you guys something. This diagram. I believe this is what it looks like. It looks like... Can you share that with us? Sure. I'm sorry. Uh, Got it? Uh, Not yet. No? Oh, man. Okay. there no not yet no oh man i'm sorry describe it to us okay i'll um somehow send it out it's a it's a diagram of uh of four wheels and god is in the middle um and these four wheels can be a number of different things family our spouse ourself others work but god is the wheel in the middle of the wheel and you know we sing this song you know He's our rock, our rock, our sword, our short sword, our shield. He's our wheel in the middle of the wheel, you know. And this is referring to Ezekiel one, where Ezekiel has his vision of God's glory and his divine judgment, and then eventually it's a, a chariot with four wheels, each covering the different parts of the earth, but then there's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. That wheel in the middle of the wheel for us needs to be God. And that wheel, if you think about it, allows those other wheels to move around and function and, and give direction to it. So the thing I want to carry this with this morning as we focus on communion is, 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 is putting God in the middle of our wheel. Jesus being Lord, um, allowing Jesus to be Lord. And not on the outside where he would get our leftovers, but him in the middle where he gets our best. And as we give him our best and he's in the center and in the middle of the wheel, all these other areas in our life are going to be great as well. Because God is going to bless it. God is going to work through it as we prioritize and make him first. So thank you, guys. I want to go to God in prayer. for the uh, communion at this time. So if we can pray, that'd be awesome. Dear God, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us to be your servants. God truly is a privilege, is an honor, God. And uh, I know that we all have challenges. We have, um, you know, difficulties, but you are God and you're bigger, God. And I thank you so much for all of the resources that you uh, give us to be able to uh, help us navigate through life. God, uh, we thank you. Thank you for um, our church. God, we thank you for all the specialty ministries, God, Uh, just um, the mental health ministry, uh, just uh, squad, God, all these 
different ministries really help support us and help us to become more like you and your image, God, um, in, in the image of Jesus. Um, help us, God, this morning as we uh, just really strive to um, become better, God, for you um, in 2024. Um, looking at and reflecting on 2023, but not ruminating on that, but rather ruminating on your word. God, help us, God, as we uh, take this bread that represents your body that's broken for us, um, that we can be grateful um, for that sacrifice, because without you, we cannot come. Without Jesus, I'm sorry, we cannot come to you. God, thank you so much. And thank you for the blood that was poured out on the cross that Jesus uh, offered uh, for our sacrifice so that we can be forgiven of our sins. God, help us to reflect on that as we take the juice. And uh, we thank you so much, God. We love you. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.